Well, Matthew, I'm tired again this week, um, which is, as you know, tired every week. Um, number one, trying to think of things that fit with the film and number two, doing the thing that fits with the film. So this week I've been making a documentary about people who in, like a podcast, but they don't leave five star reviews. And oh, we cool. like, chilling scan their brains to find out why they don't leave five star reviews. And uh, it's because they're just not listening hard enough to the intro at the beginning. So um, I, th I think that's what it is anyway. Uh, I, I, uh, we're inconclusive, really, in the end, uh, because um, one of the people started spitting snakes or something. Oh, I stopped paying attention. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, there you go then. So that's 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 set, that that's that said. Um, so the only other thing is like. Facebooks and stuff. Yeah, how did the people in the dream go along with that? The people in the dream did like a Facebook. For, for some reason, they stopped interacting with people on Facebook. Um, so the group that they had had about 70 members, but nobody ever seems to respond to anything, um, which we'd like them to change. So that'd be good. And uh, joining the other social medias, and the other thing is that we have launched a Patreon, uh, but as Creative Psychopaths just have to look that up. And we have finally started bringing some content to that. So um, we looked at the first two episodes of Eerie Indiana, which is nice. Um, so, yeah. Give us cash. Um, let's just get on with this then, shall we? Yeah, I'm not even going to caveat the cash thing. Just give us it. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror hat sandwiches? I hear you shout. Well, we have a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of lovely bready goodness. Um, the best kind of bread as well, because it's it's metaphorical bread, which is a, a zero calories, zero calories, no gluten. It's whatever you imagine it to be. Grains, no grains. Could be a nice focaccia. Yeah. If you're old like me, it could be even be a couple of slices of mighty white. Um, yeah. Milk round. Oh, I haven't, heard of, I haven't heard milk round in ages. Uh, anyway, my name's Mark, and this, uh, as I always, I'm joined by Matthew. Um, yeah, the, the bread aficionado himself. Yeah, he knows all about milk roll. I think I think we had milk roll for a bit in, in our house and then they stopped making it. Um I remember one kid at school used to bring it in. I always wanted always white, a, white. We no, I was white. always I was always amazed by just the roundness of milk roll. They weren't lying when they said it's a roll. Yeah, yeah, like Arctic roll. Or Yeah, an an overrated dessert in my book. Really? You don't like yeah, I think the, the texture of the cake just goes to pot once it's mixed with the ice cream. Oh, that's a shame. And given yeah. the current weather here in the old um, US of England, 
Uh, it's not really not a real place, but uh, uh, yeah, it's warm in it, so a little, but a little it bit is. Of roll would be nice. Even if you I'm, don't like the I'm a chalk ice man. Oh, chalk ice! I quite Love like the one ice. that's half chalk ice and half wafer. It's like a sort of chalk ice. Uh, a maxi bon. I do like a maxi bon, but that's more like a biscuit cake. On the other end, oh, we're okay. really, uh, we're really, um, really rambling today. Yeah, rambling. We've created some sort of horror ice cream van, so now you can come up and choose from the picture what you want. But don't stand staring at it too long, humming and ahhing about whether you want a rocket lolly or a screwball. Nobbly bobbly. Nobbly bobbly. I do like a nobbly bobbly or a feast. Oh, a feast, good. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had a feast in years. What a delightful, uh, what a delightful bit of chat there. You can tell um, the heat's getting to us, can't it? Yeah, we've gone slightly mad. We've gone slightly insane. Um, well, the only other bit of preamble that I was going to add is uh, something that I told you the other day, but I thought I'd tell you on the podcast as well because it's like, and then you can pretend you're surprised to hear about. Okay, it. I'm ready. So a few weeks ago, you um you did a, a book, Head Full of Ghosts. You did the whatever it's called my words uh, I did an adaptation me. adaptation thank you yeah the world the words failed me and i have started reading that book and i'm a good good way into it now um they have just started not just started filming the show but the first episode of the show has just come out um and yeah it's really good really good book um, i'm glad to hear it i'm enjoying the hell out of it um, uh, with where you are in the book so far, how would you say that my my adaptation's gone? Do, do you see what I see in the characters, or are you would would you take it somewhere else? Um, I think the I, I actually really like your ideas, but I think it would lend itself better to a TV series than it would um, a. What was it? Movie. <laughs> oh, crikey. So when you say TV series, do you think like actually making the TV series within the book or well, do the whole thing I think just you as could, a series? I really think you could have uh, two shows running alongside each other. You could have the show show and the... Within the show. Yeah, and have the... I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think that would work nicely. I'd quite enjoy yeah. that, in fact. Um, I, I'd watch that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously I would, but yeah, that's a really good idea. I'd watch everything. Uh just give me it all, or, or not. <laughs> well, this is where we're going to test how far you would watch things. Okay, because we're going to get into our slice of bread. Delicious. Because yeah, we we have some some news, and we uh, we're going to use this as our. Our opening salvo. So it was uh, reported by Bloody Disgusting a couple of days ago that they are going to be making a new Leprechaun film over at Lionsgate. Nice. Uh, And it looks like it's pretty well on the way. Uh, They have uh, Mike Van Vase, who's written the screenplay, and Felipe Vargas, who made the short film Milk Teeth, uh, in as director. 
Uh, Milk Teeth, if you're wondering, that is actually available to watch on YouTube. So I would I would recommend that. Uh, it's just a short film, like 10, 15 minutes. So apart from that, it's pretty thin on the ground for ideas. Uh, well, I'm sure the writers and directors have ideas, but in terms of what they've told the public, you know, they've not said that there's going to be a location, there's, you know, there's going to be a reimagining or a sequel or, you know, ground up reboot. So our, our first slice of bread is going to be what would we do with a leprechaun movie in 2020, <laughs> well, for 2025, I'd guess it would come out. All right, in the so, bin. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, that's, yeah, nice, easy start then. <laughs> I'm just joshing you, obviously. Um, well, do you want me to go first, or? <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll let you go first. Well, my first thought initially uh, was, was the most simple, which would be Island. Um, you know, despite there being a leprechaun, I don't think any of the movies have actually been in Ireland. Um, that was my first thought. But actually, okay. what I fancy is, um, from what I understand, he's sort of a being of old. Um, and I feel like, you know, the sort of predator thing worked, taking it back. So I thought, maybe take it back. Um and I fancy a bit of King Arthur, that sort of knights and stuff. That'd be interesting. Um, and I think the sort of leprechaun's magic would, would be, um, you know, more like the sort of thing you'd expect to see at the time. Yeah, I fancy a bit of that. Um, hmm, that's, what I, that's what I'd see. Uh, right, we, we have run into a problem here. Oh. Yeah, because... I have gone differently, but I had the exact same thought process. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a, the, the series for Leprechaun is, is one that has been, like, like many other horror films down the years, pretty culturally insensitive. Uh, Leprechaun in the Hood stands out, uh, as well as just the Leprechaun seeming to be quite insulting to the Irish at the same time. <laughs> so... I kind of went along those lines saying, All right, let's get it in Ireland and let's put the leprechaun in a key part of Irish history. So I've I've got to have the leprechaun in the 1916 Easter Uprising. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because the idea of a leprechaun running around fucking up the British Empire <laughs> just seems... Like it's right for sort of writing a couple of those wrongs, but also being able to tell a story that that can be a proper horror if you want to take it that way. Mm. Uh, or, you know, if they would prefer to do it, you know, as a as a bit of a horror comedy, you know, you, you can get some hijinks in there as well. Uh, admittedly, it, you know, it... it didn't end too happily for the Irish in uh, in 1916, but you know it was a a pivotal part of the history, and I think we can that we can make something out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, yeah, that sounds really good actually. 
It's uh, it's fun that we both had a sim, not similar ideas, but we. Well, yeah, your, yours also sounded really good. Uh, I, I just kind of got worked up because we both said very similar things. <laughs> but, yeah, I love the idea of the leprechaun being a, a magical being in a it, world of magic. Yes, it may it makes it makes more sense if anything. Um, to have that be the case rather than um well, you can, the thing you is can I've throw... never seen any of these leprechaun films. I, I must admit I'm gonna have to throw my hat in and say I've I think I started watching the first one once, which I think's got Jennifer Aniston in it. It uh, does, yeah. I yeah, I, I have watched the, the first one and don't really care for it. I don't quite understand where it where it's got the sort of lasting appeal, <laughs> maybe be, just because the the premise is it is so daft. Uh, I think yeah, it's a bit of fun, and, isn't and it? the that bit in Wayne's World is he in Wayne's World? There's the bit with uh, with Wayne holding the torch up, which being I'm the leprechaun. Oh right, oh, I see. Yeah, but, forgot about. But that. we'll link it in the the notes if we have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. That's weird. That's the second Wayne's World reference I've had today. Um, what was the other Wayne's World reference? The other one was, hey, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> That's a good one, that. Yeah. I, I got to watch Wayne's World again. I got 10 points for getting the reference, uh, which was good. In uh, That is good. Yeah, What's a hot- point worth? Well, not worth anything. It was just in that horror Discord group. But... Uh, Somebody said that, and I, I was like, hey, I understand that reference. And uh, I was awarded an imaginary 10 points. Hey, points make prizes. I don't think they do. I think don't think points mean anything. Um, imaginary points make imaginary prizes. Very true. I wonder what I can spend them on, some sort of novelty whistle. Tickets to a Leprechaun sequel. Tickets to a Leprechaun sequel, or, or me gold. Give us me gold. I'll have that. I'll have the leprechaun's gold. Is that what his problem is? Does he it want is, his yeah. gold? He wants his he gold, wants his gold back. back. Oh. Why don't they just give him his gold back? Boring film. Uh, the the problem within the film. I'm I'm going to spoil it because it. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. It's just a sort of a plot point along the way. Uh, is that one of the characters eats one of the pieces? Ah, I you see where the the problem arises there. Ah, uh, so they try to give him his gold back, but um, sorry for affecting a very odd Irish accent. Well, you putting yourself mm. forward for the role. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could be a sort of slightly taller, slightly fat leprechaun. Um, give me a buckle on my helmet. Helmet? It's 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 a bold new direction if they do choose to go that way. Yeah, well, I haven't even auditioned. Maybe I should maybe I should ring him up and just say, give us me gourd. And they might give me the job. They might give me the old leprechaun job. Uh yeah, why not? Fuck you, Warwick Davis or whatever your name is. I'm having it. Well they've they've, they've had a few uh who've played the role. Uh, Warwick oh. Davis was the the original. Uh, we've also had uh old old WWE uh alum Hornswoggle. Oh really? Uh, played it in one of the films, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's been a, a couple of others as well. Well, stone me. Mm, it's... Leprechaun. 
I think we've done all right there. I think, you know, we've, we've pitched better movies than we'll probably get. Um, and potentially I can go on there going, oh, you took me gold, give us me gold, or I'll turn you into a, I don't know, pasty. Do Americans know what pasties are? Do they have an equivalent? Who knows? Who cares? Um, I don't like to imagine a world where I didn't know what a pasty was. Um, I don't, do Americans have past pa per savory pastries? Well, that's something for them to get back to us on. If you're if you're American, you're on our Facebook group, and you pop a little post on there. Tell us if you know what a pasty is. If you don't, then we'll uh, then we'll we'll look into it. I don't know what we'll look into, but we'll look into it. Well, we'll, we'll just we'll just share pictures of pasties, probably. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. I like a pasty. Oh yeah, we really seem to have got on a food vibe this week. Yeah, um, we're, we're we're hungry and delirious from the heat. So we're hungry, delirious. And, but let's uh, plow on and get into us, uh, get into us filling. Yes, let's. So this. Week we're talking about. I nearly said this month. Then I changed. We're we're doing it monthly. This uh, no, we're not. This week uh, we're doing uh, the taking of Deborah Logan, or sometimes known as just the taking, which is I don't know. I don't know why that's changed. I, could I have researched it? Perhaps did I? Nope. <laughs> no, I mean the uh, the title card at the end of the film says the taking of Deborah Logan. So that's what I'm going with. It does. It does. Um. So this is movies from 2014 and directed by Adam Robertel. Um, I couldn't really find anything like budget-wise on it. Um, I do know it was produced by Brian Singer. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is so we can both tell you that we think he's a shitbag and we won't be bringing him up again. Yeah, bad bloke. Yeah, not good bloke. Not good bloke, but... Uh, well, we sort of we wanted to do this movie, so um... yeah, I think uh, my my thinking was that you know although he had a hand in it, uh, a lot of other people had very very large hands in it too, and when it being so collaborative as it is, uh, I think you you can't really just throw all those people out just because. You know, they associated with a shit bag when they probably didn't know it was a shit bag. Yes, true, and probably it was uh, used at the time just for a bit of a uh, bit of wow, a, a name to get your your foot in the door, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, Adam Robertel's got a pretty decent um, sort of. He has got a pretty decent back sort of or a head history from this of um of horror movies so he's done insidious the last key the escape room from 2019 and escape room tournament of champions and um one of the paranormal activities so you know he does pretty well in basically horror stuff and he is probably one of the few openly gay directors as well which is nice. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we are currently in Pride Month, so it's nice that we can link ourselves to that in some way, despite the fact that, as far as I'm aware, it's completely accidental. 
did miss a trick this month. We probably should have done some uh, some LGBT horror. Well, well, we sort of have because you know we've yeah. got an openly gay director, and um, I think this film has actually got a pretty decent um, trail of a gay character. Um, in so much as it's 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 hinted on, or not even it's not hinted on. It's um. It's mentioned, and then that's it. That's it's, it's not part of the storyline. It's just which I like. Yeah, it's it's who the character is without it being their entire personality, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's nice to see that you know queer characters can just be actual characters in films rather than just being without their entire being dictated by who they're attracted to. Yeah, which is sort of it's becoming more of a thing now. But I think in 2014, that's um, that's pretty decent. So this movie uh, stars Jill Larson as Deborah Logan, uh, Anne Ramsey as Sarah Logan, Michelle Ang as Mia Medina, Ryan Katona as Harris, and Brett uh, uh, Brett Gen- Gentile. Well, that doesn't sound right. Um, as Gavin, I better make, uh, I'm going to go make sure I've got his name right now. No, it was Brett Gentile. Uh, so here's a movie that essentially is a found footage movie about a um, about a character named Mia who's doing her sort of video PhD thesis um, about the effects of Alzheimer's on the people who have it, but the family members too. Um. So yeah. Uh, that's what we sort of initially get. Really, we meet um, the character of Deborah Logan, who is um, well, she she's the main character, but she's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and I think she it's supposed to be early stages. So um, yeah, we start seeing that, but then shit goes down, right? Yeah, as as is the way with horror movies, <laughs> uh, we we see. Things go south pretty drastically. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I thought that the the premise of the film uh, was something that that's very big to me, very close to my heart because uh, Alzheimer's is very strong in my family. Uh, so we lost my granddad to it uh, years ago, uh, and both uh, of his siblings, so my, my uncle and auntie, they both had it quite badly. Uh, so it's something that I know a lot of people know firsthand about, but it's been something that is, you know, it's probably the thing that affects me most in films, you know, when they, they play with these things, you know, I thought the, the father was, it was a really tough watch at times. Uh, I would probably say that was a horror movie in and of itself for me, because mm. I do often wonder if that's, you know, how my life's going to go in the end. Uh so yeah, the, so this Alzheimer's thing was was like had me like worried. He's like, is this going to really get to me? This film, uh, I think we'll say as we'll we'll go on, we'll kind of we'll, we'll pick that apart as to whether it did or not. I must say, at the early stages of the film, it did feel a little bit to me as if it was someone who's read up about Alzheimer's but hasn't really experienced it or experienced people around it right uh, i'm not sure if that's you know the writing direction or, or the performance of it uh 
but it, it didn't feel particularly genuine. You know, it felt more that uh, a person is being, for, you know, just being generally forgetful, uh, which obviously early on set Alzheimer's, it, it can be like that. Uh, but like the people around them, you know, we're expecting that uh, the daughter who's who lives with it and a PhD student who's very close to, you know, the, the subject, the, the disease. And they spend a lot of time being, I don't want to say insensitive because, you know, the, the characters are clearly, you know, well-meaning, but there's a lot of the times where Deborah Logan will, you know, just get something a bit wrong or say that, I think she said that she'd never been to Germany, but she had. And all the characters are always just like, yeah, you have. You remember that? It's like, no, that's the point, <laughs> you know? Uh, mm. And I think people in those situations tend to just, not all the time, but very frequently just sort of play along because a lot of uh dealing with someone with Alzheimer's is that you don't want to distress them because that's when the problems of them getting worked up and right uh, a lot of the stuff that comes you know comes later uh in in the film begins to happen mm. uh, so you kind of I, I I didn't think that the characters were navigating a particularly true course as to what people supporting a person with Alzheimer's would do. Right. Yeah. No, well, uh, I don't think I would have picked this if I'd known it. <laughs> did you? But, um, yeah. No, no, no. That, that's not a problem at all. Don't, don't. I had wanted to see this film anyway, so you're completely okay. off the hook in that regard. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, some of what you, what you were, what you're saying and, and, I guess I, I haven't got the first hand of it, but I, I, I sort of got the feeling, especially in that particular scene, that that you know we're, we're trying, we're, we're sort of also trying to see the distress of um, you know the family member in you know they've obviously got this mother that they love who's been smart and independent this whole time, and you know it must be it must be difficult to get to those points where, you know, they don't remember things and you want them to be, you want them to be who they were. So even little things like that, it just. Yeah. Like... There's, there's kind of a, a point with Alzheimer's where the person who you know has the disease isn't the one suffering because the, the mental state has got to a point where the, they're sort of just off in their own world and right. you know, the, the happy daydreaming away and you know, that the, the victims are the people around them who've, you know, they, so, so they, they haven't lost the loved one, but the loved ones lost them and doesn't realize it kind of thing. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a very tough to see. Thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> Alzheimer's uh, <laughs> is what it's about, but essentially this movie is something of a possession movie, really. Um, now, 
I'm interested to know, because this is the second time I've seen this, I'm interested to know whether you uh, uh, took it as being a possession movie or whether you, you weren't sure what was happening until the sort of back end. Um, I wouldn't have said I thought it was a possession movie. Right. Uh, I do have written down on my notes that the build-up that we're being told feels like a distraction from the actual build-up. Uh, right. Because there's some very nice little bits and pieces uh, you know, scattered within the film where we see signs of this other thing happening, you know, outside of, uh, you know, Deborah Logan struggling. It's that you, I think, you know, you, the like pictures that she's painting and, you know, there's figures in the, you know, in the background, aren't there? And, you know, shadows here and there. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a good scene. So yeah, so you, you're getting little bits and pieces, little breadcrumbs being fed to you, uh, just to let you know there's more than meets the eye going on. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a spoiler that I said that it's a possession movie. So uh, you know, well, these reviews are always spoilers. It just um, it just occurred to me that the first time I saw this, I wasn't until the sort of back end that I was like, oh right, yeah, it is actually a supernatural thing. Um, but whereas this time, I think knowing going into it, I all found I found it all a bit sort of ham fisted. Um, but I guess it's because I knew what I was watching, so um, it could be one of those movies that's a good on a first timer and maybe not worth going into again. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I think with with that. Uh, you know, with that idea that that it is a, a possession film. Uh, by the time that we we get to sort of the reveal that this is what it's all about, I I'm struggling with it because I like the the film knows what it wants to be. You know, a lot of the times that we complain that they t- try to cram too many things in. Mm. Uh, and it, it, you know, film is hindered as a result. But this film knows what it wants to be. You know, it, it, it's set out to do exactly what it's done. The problem that I have with it is that by the time that happens, I didn't know what I wanted it to be. <laughs> it, it's it's set up the film that it delivers, but it's also set up this this other film. And I'm like, oh no, I'd quite like that as well. You know, uh, yeah. There are issues I've got. They've got with this surrounding the sort of um, the entire setup, but I think I'll wait until the end just to sort of tell you properly what I was thinking about that. And um, I want to actually dip into a little bit of the world building, which I thought was good. Uh, for okay. example, for example, the. Um, there having been a serial killer in town, and that sort of comes up as as part of um, Deborah's backstory, but she doesn't understand. She doesn't remember what the backstory is for it. But I I quite enjoyed that they that they come up with this serial killer, and um, you know they found YouTube 
clips of like you know documentaries that someone might have done which i thought was was all very you know it was it was a pretty decent way of sort of built of building it up to seem like something something genuine which i quite enjoyed because i think that's the one thing you need from a fan footage movie is you need to feel like you're watching exactly that you need to be watching fan footage so um, yeah i think my only issue with it was that once they they watched that the video where it showed that the serial serial killer from before it felt like it had given the game away right yeah yeah and you know the it, it was like as soon as they showed that video and they showed that he was doing like rituals because mm. uh, we'd already seen snakes hadn't we a, a few times in the film as part of right. that yeah, sort of misdirection bit that they were they were doing early on, but as soon as you saw that, we we're like, oh, okay, well, this is it, isn't it? This is what's what's <laughs> causing all the problems. Whereas I think there, there were opportunities where you could have sprinkled that stuff in a bit sooner as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know there's a character, there's a scene where she's talking about how she kept secrets for her customers, didn't she? Because she had to because she'd lose a business. Right. Yeah. And you know, they, they could have said something there into being like, oh, but you gave this you, you gave this famous serial killer away, you know, and that was oh, the only time I broke trust or whatever. You know, could have been just a, a an easy little bit like that, just to give us a little mm, extra yeah. sprinkling. Yeah. Uh, drag this ambiguity out a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. I think what I liked about it was that it just seemed like something, you know, I, I liked the video because it seemed like it had been made, you know, exactly how those sort of videos would have been made, you know. I've, yeah, it, it felt very genuine, didn't it? It did, yeah. Um, talking about snakes as well, um, this movie's got a real good jump scare with a snake, but it's not specifically the snake that does the jump scaring. Uh, there's one part of this where the guy is filming Deborah. And she happens to be picking up a snake, and then he's distracted, turned around, and then the next moment she's right there. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't say jump scare in terms of it made me go oh, but it made me go, what the? F-? <laughs> How did you get? Yeah, there? it gives you that little that little bit of uh, of a jitter, doesn't it? Oh, it's actually it is something as well. That I did want to just make note of as I that. This film, it really keeps you on your toes in the terms of the scares that it gives you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of the times, you know, you're feeling as if a scare's coming and they just don't do it. Uh, so I'm thinking two in particular. So we've got, uh, there's a scene in the hospital where a nurse is like, is strapping her in. I think she's, you know, giving her a, a bed bath. And, and it just lingers on it and you're just like, Oh, oh, she's gonna like do something here, isn't she? And it just doesn't. The scene plays out and cuts to the next one. Absolutely nothing happens. I thought that's really good in that we're just being given this thing where we're expecting a scare. Right, yeah. And then we don't get one. And then later on, the uh it's when Deborah kidnaps the girl in the hospital for the first time. Uh, we 
we see her, don't we? Both of the, the characters have the back to the, the camera and the doctor very gingerly walks over and you think she's going to turn around and do something then, but she doesn't. She just takes a little girl and just, just guides her away. You know, scene ends, no, no scare. Um, it's paid off later in the film because we're, we get two scenes later on where the exact same thing happens, where it's Deborah kidnaps a little girl. One, she's in the hospital and the policeman does the same thing. You know, he, he goes over, goes to the girl and instead of just letting it happen, she just bites the guy's neck off and kills him. <laughs> and then later in the film, same thing happens. And you think uh, it's the, the sheriff, isn't it? Who's face to face with her. And you think she's the one in danger, but no, instead she just turns to the other policeman. He just, like spits acid in his face or whatever it is. It's like snake venom or something. Yeah, it's just really, really clever in the way that it you know it plays with your expectations. And you know, they say that your know, comedy is a subversion of expectations, but but horror is as well, isn't it? You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Jump scares come about the the you know they scare the cat, don't they? Because they build the jump scare, they scare the cat, so you think it's safe, and then the actual jump scare comes. You know, because because it's played with. But not yeah. only that, cool. is that other times in the film, they drag a scare out of something that's just not scary at all. You know, uh, while our characters are going over like footage of Deborah in the hospital, aren't they? And, and they're seeing weird happenings and all of a sudden the shots start going off outside, don't they? You know, the character's reaction is the scare, mm. uh, but there's never any threat to any of the characters. It's just a guy shooting up the minivan because he hates the film crew. You know, and it's like the way that they you know, the film plays with, you know, both of these things, you know, uh, not delivering scares where they should be and putting scares in when they shouldn't be there. Uh, it's it's really good filmmaking. Yeah, does a good job of cooking those scares. Um, I actually think some of the, one of the creepiest bits for me is, um, and there's no, uh, um, uh, maybe there is a bit of a jump scare in it, but nothing in particular where the, I think the character of Gavin is putting up a camera in the corner and you can see Deborah behind him and she's like flitting from one room to another. And she, you know, she's not unnoticeable. She's looking up at the camera and there's nothing particularly creepy about her. Um, But it's just her having her there in the background being really sort of odd. And I think it does end up with a big bang, doesn't it? Um, Yeah. She's she's gone. Um, You can't tell if it's like the camera flicking for those mm. bits is it or if she's like doing those creepy laps that, that she does <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, one, uh... one thing I will say is that uh, say the the actress who who plays Deborah Logan uh, whose name I've forgotten so I'm just going to get that up now Jill Larson Jill Larson yeah she gives a really good physical performance in this uh, because she's she's got this very upright posture, hasn't she? She's very, very thin lady. And, you know, the way that they, they make her so skeletal and 
you know what they, they do to a hairline in the film and things like that. They they really like make a monster out of her, and she you know puts in a performance to match. Oh she's, yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Very she 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 holds this film together in terms of in terms of that, especially early on when she's more like herself. I think um, she's probably less good at being monstrous, but. Um, but the, but she's still great. She's still great. Um, let's see. So, what else? There's a couple of things I've noticed. Uh, I noticed in it that were stupid, um, or not necessarily stupid, but I, re- I suddenly realised there's a horror trope in America of having abandoned hospital wings. Um, you know, it, it just seems weird in England because we're fighting for space and quite often it seems that hospitals have an abandoned wing there was one in the new not the newest screen but the screen before that one and um in this one deborah takes the kid to some sort of abandoned hospital area like why do you have parts of your hospital uh, nothing going on was that not the mortuary i don't know there didn't seem to be anything going on in there i mean it looked like she'd got walked into a fridge yeah, I, uh, I thought it was a, a mortuary after, after dark. I thought but then again, kitchen, it did. Maybe. A lot of the times I did think, why were the characters walking around with torches when they could have just put the lights on? I don't think they ever really explained why they were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And another uh, uh, really silly moment is uh, later on, there's a moment with a, a needle um, where they're trying to get it into Deborah. And for some reason, the person with the needle doesn't have the night vision camera. So they're like, is it this way? Well, why don't you have the camera? <laughs> Which I just thought was a bit silly. But yeah, yeah just just little points that made me go, yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> is it this yeah, way? <laughs> on the, the other scale of something that, that was really good, I think they did a really nice job of the sort of the body horror aspects of it. Um, you know, some of the, you know, the skin being pulled off and uh, the, the spinal injection bit, they really got me on this one. Oh, yeah, the spinal injection was... was, was, yeah, was you, I think there's a degloving really at one point. Um, I think there was a bit of a degloving, which wasn't very nice. Uh, although yeah. you didn't really see it that much, but um, I never like a degloving. That's, that's, that's one of the ones that gives me the it. Yeah, big time. And, yeah, uh, yeah. This film's got quite a bit of it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so uh, I suppose we should get somewhere near the end then. Um, yeah. Can I can I talk about my big problem with the ending? Okay. So the whole premise of this film is the. Uh, Filmmakers are coming to explore the physical health effects, physical decline of people uh, who have family that are suffering with Alzheimer's. So this is all about the physical defect, uh, physical effect on Sarah Logan. Mm-hmm. Why, at the end of the film, is Sarah Logan put in physical danger and then just let alone? The whole thing is that she's supposed to be feeling these effects and just doesn't by the end of it, you know. Mm. She's, she's put through a, a huge emotional turmoil. Uh, 
but the whole film set up for her to be, if not killed, severely injured. I'm not, I'm not saying that I want this to happen because I thought she was a really nice character, but <laughs> it just feels like, you know, that the premise that we were given at the start of the film, you know, it was supposed to be brought back to, it's supposed to bookend the whole thing. And it, it just felt like, you know, the books fell off the shelf. Yeah. I, so my pro, I, I mean, my major problem with it, uh, well, let me just, let me just pick out actually this, this, bit that's probably the most memeable bit I know of the film where they end up in these caverns and they find Deborah with this child and she's got her mouth well snake like eating the head of a child yeah yeah um, uh... it's pretty spooky actually it's uh, it's pretty awful to see um probably maybe the only bit of CGI in this yeah um, certainly when the uh you know, like her jaw detaches as well. Yeah, but it certainly through. comes up a lot as an image when you when you look for Deborah Logan. That, that comes up as an image. Um, probably it really it's reminded me scare. of uh, really reminded me of Danny DeVito in Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so actually. Um, but uh, look, my, my main problem with this film is for a, as a fan footage movie, it loses it loses its way. Um, because it doesn't, it starts not knowing what it is. Uh, it, like you said before, it comes in with a premise and then, you know, obviously the premise changes a little bit because, uh, you know, they see that something di- different is happening with Deborah. So, you know, they start filming that, but it's sort of, it's sort of, because it, because it ends in a way where it's like, it showed you this as a sort of documentary um, because it's got an ending to it. Um, yeah. You have to then go, well, someone's edited this together, you know, in terms of a found footage, someone's edited, edited this together and, and like, this is the movie that they've made. Um, and it just loses, it really loses itself um, in terms of what it's supposed to be about. Um, you know, like, if it if it is a documentary, which it starts off, it you know it has some vignettes where it's like it tells you about Alzheimer's and you know they interview some doctors and stuff like that, but then it just totally loses its um, any of that documentary style and just becomes a sort of just a, yeah, a, any found footage movie. And then of course there's the very end, which teases a sequel if you were. But that's supposed to be part of the documentary. So it's like, you know, was that included because they thought it was just an interview? Or was that included because, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out that that little kid's obviously got this bloke inside her or whatever, which is weird weird enough anyway. Um, This serial killer's inside this little girl or I don't know. I don't know. So uh, uh, it, it loses its way in terms of that, in terms of what it's supposed to be delivering. Um, you know, because I think even like Hell House, Hell House LLC, which I liked every so often, it does at least flick to something, you know, so it seems like it might be a documentary, whereas this starts in one way and then just um, it loses what it's supposed to be doing, which pisses me off, actually. Um, but I might be 
I don't know. Might be clutching at straw. No, no, not. Damn it, Mark. Your opinions are valid. Thank you. Yeah, I think <laughs> you, know, you you are right what you're saying about it being inconsistent as found footage. There's, you know, there's two main reasons for, for found footage, or at least there, there should be. And that's, you know, a workaround for a small budget or because that's a good way to tell the story. Sometimes those two meet, you know, Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, you know, they, they work mm-hmm. hand in hand. Whereas this didn't feel particularly low budget. You know, I, I felt that you probably could have done this not as a found footage film without having to spend too much more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, narratively, you you're only making some pretty minor tweaks, really, aren't you? To yeah, yeah. You know, no, why, I, I, why it wouldn't be found footage, you know? Yeah, I was actually thinking while I was watching it, I thought if someone said to me, oh, this is a Blue Mouse movie, I wouldn't go, oh, it doesn't seem like a Blue Mouse movie. i go, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, So, yeah, no, you're right. Um, But no, I just... I don't I, I I don't know why I just really didn't like the like the idea that it starts as one thing and then becomes another you know like Blair Witch for example it starts but it, it delivers you the documentary in an amateur way um so when later on they stop doing anything that's documentary it's understandable whereas with this it gives you cut together footage so someone's cut it together without... Yeah, they, they've put in the, the mid- title cards in telling you which day yeah. it is, haven't they, and things like it, that. In the middle bit, they've gone, oh, we don't need any more information here. Um, whereas I think it would have stood for something. I would have liked to have seen a few more talking heads, um, even if it was just interviews with Sarah and stuff like that, or, you know, the filmmakers talking a little bit more about it. I think it would have just filled it out a bit more. But... In terms of like scares and stuff, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we should we get on to our? Yeah, let's do it. Our, our review then. So, uh, for for new listeners, we have a three tier system. It is either a creative psychopath as being very good, uh, shit, or as being bad, as you can probably imagine. Or, ooh, that was spooky, which we just like to just plop in the middle there. So I reckon I'm going. I'm going to say this is a new that spooky, uh, but a very solid one, a very enjoyable one. Uh, you know, both me and you know me and my partner we came out of it having very much enjoyed it. Uh, but you know, like we've just said, that there are quite a few flaws to the film that that really stop it reaching the the rarefied heights of creative psychopath. <laughs> I don't know if it's rarefied. I reckon we've given more of those than we've given anything else. Well, yeah, because we, we want to watch good we, films and talk we about We only them. watch good films, <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go for a new It's Spooky. and um, But I think if this had been the first time I'd seen it, I probably could have pushed myself into Creative Psychopath. But um, this film, I think, really lives in that, that area of doubt where, you know, 
keeps you guessing until the end. Whereas if you don't have that guessing, it sort of loses its um loses a lot of uh, the spook. Um so yeah, uh, I know it's spooky, but uh hmm. I suppose if you yeah, listen if you've listened worth to this, a watch, then, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. But I'd watch it before you listen to this. <laughs> yeah, it's a good job we told people, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we should probably start doing that. Yeah, we, we're we're inconsistent, aren't we? With with our, our spoiler warnings, we're very inconsistent. I think I think it's just um, taken as read that it's we, we're talking about spoilers, especially it if it's a movie out. from twenty four. Yeah, nine years ago. Well, nine years ago, nine years old movie. No. I've got a daughter who's 10. I've seen her loads. <laughs> well, that, I, I think that, that puts a nice bow on the uh, the filling of this sandwich <laughs> then, doesn't it? Oh, I don't want to eat a bow. Unless it's some sort of kale bow. I don't know. A kale no, we bow. Need to get back on track because we're going to get into food talk again if we keep doing this. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, right, so the final slice of bread is this weird thing that I came up with where um, we're going to ask each other a question, but sort of like the questions that we ask our interviewees, but we've given each other no prep time um, for it. So um, so if we ask each other the same question here... We're... It could be awful and it could be great. It is possible. Yeah, I think it could be possible as well. Um I've got a couple on the go, so maybe you should go first. Okay, I will go I can, first. I can pick from another one. Okay, so I'm I'm going for something we've we've kind of touched on before because uh, we've said before we've asked ourselves, you know, what horror film do you think you'd be able to survive? So I'm taking it one step forward, and you know, what horror villain, monster, whatever you want do you think you can actually beat if it came to a fight or your physical combat? And Not actual, fi- go- actual physical I'm going combat. to caveat it. So you, you are, you are in the film, right? So you, right. Uh, if it's your Candyman, you, you've said Candyman, you know, he's full powered. You've, you've done the mirror trick. You've watched the video in the ring you know, Leatherface has his chainsaw. You know, we're going proper on this. You know, there's no, oh, Samara's just a girl. I could, you know, I could hit her. <laughs> you know, you've, she's, she's full powered and you are you. But you are aware that they're a threat immediately so they can't sneak up on you. Right, okay. So I'm not allowed to say Jaws but not be in the water. <laughs> no, you, you, you. I have to be. You're on their turf. But... I have to be right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I nope. have to be in peril. Um yeah. Let's see. Oh, that's a good question. Better than my question that I've got. So, um, my, the first thought is Freddy Krueger because I don't think he'd like to navigate my dreams. Um, but then he controls the dream, so it's I'd yeah. Probably, the, I'd probably still get made dead. The only chance you have against Freddy is if you're able to lucid a dream. I would say. 
which I don't think I can. I can barely even remember my dreams. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't, oh, no, it ain't going to be Freddy. I'm thinking, uh, at this point, I'm thinking Chucky, because he's not particularly strong. If you already yet, know he's a threat, you know, he's not going to be able already to know he's a threat, to you, is he? Not going to sneak up on me. Um, ultimately, he's just a toy. So I could set him on fire. Or do I have fire? I don't know. I don't know how I would just set him on fire. But I think if I knew he was coming, I reckon I could take Chucky down. I mean, it's just a fucking doll. Yeah, I reckon you, you could probably get away with just booting him. Yeah, just kick him, kick him in. And then he's quite relentless, though, as these things go. He, he has been known to be melted and yet, and yet still keep moving forward. Um, my ghost face is just a bloke. See, ghost face is, is the one. It's which one do you get? You know, some of them, you, yeah, I reckon you could probably make a good go of it. Others, yeah. maybe not so much. Yeah. I wouldn't like to take on Billy because I think he's, I think, I don't want to take on either of the first two. Uh, or the second. The one that I could never quite pin down as to, to where it would stand would be Jigsaw. Uh, because yeah. if you're on their turf, are you in a trap? Do you have to get out of the trap before you can get him? Or would you just be beating up a you know eight-year-old cancer patient? <laughs> well, suplexing that doll. Oh, all that, yeah. <laughs> I'd give Billy a suplex. Um... <laughs> well, the, the one the one that I'm I'm going for is uh, is Esther from the Orphan. Oh yeah, easy now, life. She's you know she's got skills. You know mm, she's yeah. she's dangerous, but at the same time, she is you know basically a child. Yeah, she is. Uh, and once you get over you know your revulsion of hitting someone who appears to be a child, she's not a child <laughs> for the record. Uh, then. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon I could take her down if it was life and death. Oh yeah, if it was life and death. I mean, we're not, we're not suggesting you should punch girls. Um, no, not. But, but if know, they're trying to the kill you, chance that they're a you know a murderous uh, little person. No, I think yeah, we'll 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 have that as creative psychopath advice. We'll put it on a t-shirt. It's not okay to punch girls unless they're trying to kill you. But well, that that works. Yeah, and you you. You need to make damn sure they're trying to kill you. You know, the, the standard of proof there is high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that was good. That was lovely. That It's much better than what I've got on the go. Um, well, so I've got to apologise. Well, I don't have to apologise. for. It. I do well, that all we'll the time. See. And I'm always... We might get some gold out of this. No, I don't think we will because I was... I was going down that what is the best, what is this, you know, route. And okay. instead of going for what is the best, um, because I don't want you to commit to it, um, the question I've got is, well, a bloody long ramble for a question. What is the first jump scare that pops to mind, that comes to mind? Oh, <laughs> Do you know what's weird? Mm. The first jump scare that comes to mind isn't from a horror film. 
Yeah, no, I thought it might not be. So, uh, have are you aware of the movie Bombshell? No. I, I think, actually, I'm aware of it, but... Uh, it came out a, a couple of years ago. It was about the uh, sexual abuse uh, culture at Fox News. Uh, it's it's an all right film. All right. Doesn't quite carry the, the dramatic heft that it, it tries. Uh, but there is, yeah, there's one scene where, in, in fact, it's jump scare aficionado, uh, Mark Duplass, who we, we are big fans of here. Hmm. Uh, he plays uh, Charlize Theron's husband and she walks into a dressing room and they jump out of her to, to surprise her. And oh my, that is, that is one hell of a uh, of a jump scare. It sounds great. Uh, I, um, um, I, I didn't realise I was going to have to answer them myself because the first one I can think of is the head in the boat in Jaws. Um, oh yes, a real, a real <laughs> classic. Which yeah. one do you find more affecting, the the head or when Jaws pops up? Um, it would have been the head over time. Um, there is another one though um, that that I always think of when I think of jump scares, and again, it's not a scary movie. There's, um, I, th- I think it might be called Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Um, oh yeah, one of uh, one of Tim Burton's early films. Is that what it is? is that what it is? Well, it that is, movie yeah. that that movie has a moment in it where he's in uh, a like a lorry, and someone's telling him a spooky story, and then at the end they all this. Well, it's something like a plasticine face sort of thing, but it's pretty. It makes you go ah. I didn't didn't want to see that. I might put a clip of that on the Facebook so people can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's the other one that comes to mind. Um, again, yeah, non-horror. Um, yeah. Oh, well, uh, lovely. That was better than I expected. I think um, I wasn't quite sure if we were going to be doing a lot of ums and ums there because we wouldn't know what to say. But now we've done all right there. Lovely job. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have to revisit this one. Yes, we will. Uh, right, so, um, I think next week's Midsummer, right? Yeah, we will be releasing the episode possibly on the solstice, so we are going to choose a very appropriate film for it, and uh, we're going to go for Midsummer. We are, we are. We are going to say it like that the whole time. We are, what are we? (laughs) Summer, yes. Midsummer. Uh, so yeah, next week you'll be looking forward to Midsummer because, um, uh, it's appropriate, and uh, in July, uh, I came up with an amusing name, Kai July, uh, and just because of the name, we're definitely going to do that. Um, yeah, I was so struck by it that uh, <laughs> that we had to. Yeah, so uh, that's sizzle for the future. Um, but you know, you can take your horror sandwich now. We've wrapped it up for you. We put on whatever salad-based ingredients you wanted. We toasted it. With pop cheese on. It's like Subway, isn't it? Um, I always think of a Subway when I envision the, the creative psychopath cafe or whatever. Uh, oh. well, yeah, I guess it, yeah, it kind of works. Yeah. Where it is a sandwich, eh? Yeah, which Subway is. 
Uh, we've gotten to food again. Right, let's just call yeah. it a day. Facebooks, Patreon, all that. Get on with it. Yeah, Facebooks, join us, talk to us. Let's let's uh, get some more conversation going. Join mm. us on the uh, on there. Uh, yeah, give us a five star review because you know we we we, we desperately yeah, okay. seek approval here. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, if you you do want to give us a five star review and you do enjoy what you hear, join us on Patreon. We're getting the content up there, and yeah, it's going to start coming thick and fast. Yeah, uh, like sauce in our sandwich. Lovely. Oh God, let's go. <laughs> I'm a bit ill now. Right, bye. Bye.